Hello, everybody. You are listening to the Chaos and Shadow podcast. My name is Kyle, and I am not joined by my co-host, Peg, in this week. She is out sick. And Lou, we have the amazing Queen of Swords stepping in. Queen is a great friend of not only just Peg and I on a personal note, but has also designed our logo, which is freaking phenomenal. Queen creates... <laughs> Gorgeous journals. Oh, yeah, you're going to get spoiled all episode. Just you wait. Gorgeous <laughs> spell and tarot journals, which you've surely seen me show off uh, on stream if you've come to any of those on Twitch. And let's see, what else am I leaving out? Oh, how active you are in our community, just participation sort of stuff from the seances to the Witchy Wednesdays, all of the above. Queen is just such a tentpole figure. So I am so happy to have you on. Happy New Year, Queen. How are you doing today? Happy New Year, Kyle. Thank you so much for that intro. I'm doing pretty good today. Um, besides the storms that blew through last night. <laughs> so oh I'm surprised God. I don't have a migraine today <laughs> from that. Big same. I got to give a shout yeah. out. Some people out there know that I've done this, but I got my green card here in PA for medical marijuana. And I, who, who has been a California user before, my Advil intake has like gone down to a 10th since I've got my card I again. And that's cool. crazy to think how bad like long-term Advil abuse is for your guts. And like, that was yeah. me. And yeah. So bless the weed. Oh, congratulations. <laughs> I hope that everyone state get, federal was what we need this year. So that's my champion yes. thing, queen. We need federal this year. We do. Um, I don't know if I'm even allowed to use it because I have a, a steroid dependency uh, health issue, but like, I would love for everyone who needs it to have it because that's just, it's so amazing. It does so much for so many people. And, and I know poor Pagan's down there. Like we said, she's down and out and her state's one of the like stickler states about it. Oh. So, you know, kick, kick those old stinker in states in the butt. <laughs> You, Queen, right. in particular, you kick them in the butt. You're the one that's that in the backyard. You kick them into gear and get them moving, Queen. We're counting on you. Yes. <laughs> uh, don't worry. I vote in everything here. So. <laughs> My God. This is not a political show, but folks know our leaning. And thanks to your logo, actually, this is a perfect segue to say that your logo has made it even more clear. Because Chaos and Shadow, um, especially near closer to January 6th, we were getting some real stinky comments about how we're too liberal leaning and, you know, oh, you're destroying the world, Democrats. And now it's just like out and proud logo. Like if if this doesn't scare you away from a mile away, (laughs) I I can't really do much more to help. But we're not about your Jewish space lasers. We're not about any of that crap. (laughs) Oh, my God. Move on. Exactly. No, yeah, that's good. Weed out the people who you do not need their energy hanging around you. That's so right. They can go somewhere else. <laughs> and that's what, because we started that logo project in general. I want to hear about your business and just, uh, actually, that, mm-hmm. this is how we'll get into it. Because I will say we were going to do in October a charity project that just fell apart. Oh. Everyone's lives in different directions. And so you had come up with this gorgeous design. That's the one everyone's seeing right now on their podcast player with the skull, with the pride uh, triangle behind it. It's it's just super gorgeous and it speaks to our values, but also the experiments we do. Um, that was going to, with with minor edits, it was going to be uh, one of your tarot journals. Is that how that started for you? 
Yeah, I wanted to create something um, to just have the sales, any profits from the sales, which are not that much actually, but they could go to the Trevor Project and what you guys were trying to do. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to support that a lot. Um, but I was like, okay, well, I created this thing. And then I just was like, what do you guys think about it? You know? So, and then it kind of took off from there. So we madly which still could be a journal uh, cover one day if we would like to do it still or something of the sort, you know, we fell madly in love at first glance. Like it was, I think Pagan and I were in a call together or something when we saw it and we we're just like, holy oh, really? crap <laughs> is this? And oh. and it was instantly like we'd already been in this idea that we needed a logo of our own. It was not some deposit photos sort of um, stock fo- photography. And so yeah. we were just like, well, where the hell are we going to go with that idea? There's Fiverr, but that's so impersonal. And I've done that before. And it's it's just risky. You never know what artist you're going to get. And when it just that's dawned, true. it was like w- we need to work with someone in the community and queen and like it just all was like pow this this is gonna happen and so it did thankfully you were like this is a cool thing we can go for and we do specifically want to do like a chaos and shadow themed journal thing so uh i'm glad you brought that up because peg and i literally talked about it the other day so (laughs) we need i'm glad it went the way it did i really am i'm so happy And you can see it's so even we, above us on stream, right? Like the oh, little yes. George dude hangs out up there watching over everything we do. Yes. And if you notice, I have my skull sweater on tonight with oh, I love little, it. it's like a little George. I love it. <laughs> and your room is looking great too. I mean, Thank the you. photos and the backdrop. What do you have going on in that room? That's just everything witchy in your house is, is happening in your studio Pretty room? much. Yes. Um, so we moved our rooms around this last week. We don't have a very big house at all. And this is the closet in the biggest room in the house. And um, we decided to make this my office. We also call it the office, So closet <laughs> office. <laughs> but um, it's yeah for everything witchy of mine. My altar's in here. Um, the computer, because I also do my schoolwork and in this space now and so um one of our girls moved into the room that my office was in before and so we needed somewhere to put this stuff so we decided to make a little space in here it's really cozy i really am enjoying it a lot i love that that's what you need you got in my opinion one of the most important things to doing witchcraft uh you can do it without certainly but i think having a space that feels appropriate to you is key like you need to vibe there because if you're out of your element all the time or it just doesn't synergize i just feel like your projects are um always gonna be lacking that little extra spark that you could have if you felt a little more grounded right and so that's yes i'm feeling too here queen as i like try and maneuver things that's always on my mind is like how can i build a little nook that speaks to me it has my things in arm's reach Yes, it definitely is something that I think everyone needs, even if it's not a whole room in your house, just somewhere in your house that has the things that you like love and that speak to you and that you want to use in your practice in any which way, shape or form that you do. Um, I think it's well worth it to create that space for yourself, especially in the last few years, having somewhere that you can go that has everything that you love in it 
um, just makes you feel so much better. I think it's really good for mental health. I feel could not agree more. And I, I chuckle because I was thinking your tarot journal is always one of the things that's in arm's reach of, of my desk there. <laughs> so I, I we got to talk about this stuff because you I want to hear how uh, Tidy Tarot came about because that's that's of course uh, we need to know that. But I need to know more about these different lines of products that are coming out, too, because I've got a tarot mm-hmm. journal and I've got one of your I refer to it as the spell journal, the hardback, but yes. um, the grimoire style. So you're expanding where did tidy tarot start when was that um so actually right around the beginning of the pandemic (laughs) is when my sister actually started talking to me about wanting to make soaps um we had talked about making soaps based on the major arcana and tarot and so we were talking about it and then we came up with the name Tidy Tarot. And we were like, yeah, this is great. And, but she lives all the way on the other side of the country from me. And we were trying to figure out how to make it work. And there was supply shortage and all these other things. And so we just kind of were like, oh, maybe this won't work. I don't know. But at the same time, I was actually creating tarot journal inserts for myself, for my planners, because I love using planners. Um, I have ADHD, definitely need help organizing things, or I will just be chaos on a page and I won't find it. (laughs) So I need that sometimes. And so I was creating these journal inserts for myself. And then I sent some to some friends who also uh, do tarot. And they were like, oh, they really loved it. This is great. And so then I started looking in how to into how to get them made into real journals. And my sister helped me find um, the Amazon KDP. It's like a self-publishing. And so I went from there. I do have some background in graphic design and um, was able to use InDesign to help put it together and put all these things that I thought would help me the most. Mm -hmm. I really went off of what I was needing at the time. Um, I didn't think it would ever actually really like take off into anything. <laughs> so, um, actually it's this month, a year ago that I had designed the first set of inserts and then I didn't get them started printing until I think May of, um, 2021. So it's been kind of quick how much they've kind of taken off into, you know, their own doing their own thing, kind of getting into everyone's hands. And I'm loving seeing everyone using them because I feel like if it was helpful to me, maybe it's helpful to everybody else too, who studies tarot. Um, I'm not a tarot pro by any means. (laughs) So these things help me journal, uh, when I pull cards and, have just somewhere I can go back and look and read what the interpretation was for me or um, how it might help my readings get better. Cause I just can't remember every single card. I don't have that great of memory. I I strongly understand where you're going. Cause I follow almost to a T that route you just laid out. I, I need somewhere to put things. Just in the last day, I went crazy just putting down notes of projects that I'm going to need to do for the next couple months. But I'm like, if I do not 
you know, spit this out somewhere and have it with, yes. with bullet points or something. I'm like, I'm never going to do a hundred thousand of these things. They're all manageable, but never if I just yes. say tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. So I feel it. And I love the journals too, because one Thank of my you. specific issues where I go off the rails, I can reorganize my organization stuff until yes. I'm blue in the face. But with yes. your journals, they're so pointed that I can't mess with them <laughs> like I can't try to turn it into something it's not and I think the ADHD I organizers yeah I was gonna say you're gonna get it because you know I who knows what I would try like I don't know I've got so many notebooks that are like they've got one page of something in them that people out there can probably see I've got yes. one page of this notebook written and then it just goes in a pile somewhere because I've already ADHD on to the next but now thanks to your stuff where yeah. I can go Kyle, you have a book for this. Oh, okay. Let me just grab that and write this in it. That helps a ton. So it doesn't become like the dog-eared thing in some other journal. Because I won't oh, find it I and totally link feel it. That. I am glad. Yes. I'm so glad that you that it helps you a lot. And I've heard that from a lot of people just in like DMs that are like, oh, this has helped me guide where I need to go or look at what I need to look at because I do the same thing. I will be like, well, maybe I should put this here or maybe I should do this or maybe it doesn't really mean that. And, um, I definitely needed something that I could focus on. This is the upright meaning. Here's the reversed. Um, here's, you know, what this might correspond to. I know I have the crystal correspondence only because I, usually pull crystals or stones at the same time I do tarot. Mm -hmm. And I find that they sometimes correspond really well. Um, however, like your feedback the other day and other people's feedback, I will always be changing or adding or doing some new things with them. And so um, I am definitely working on more of them to put out there. And then the yeah. spell journal, the new one that just released a few months ago, that was one I wanted to do for so long. So, um, I was really excited for that one when it came out. People need to go get that spell journal. It is just <laughs> such a phenomenal piece to have. Do you have one in arm's reach? Because mine's on the dining room Actually, table over there. So I have, here's the um, paperback version. And then I do have the hardcover, which I was real excited about the hardcover one. That to me is but, like the piece to resist on. Like I, the hardcover <laughs> for me, Queen is like I don't know, such a gem in the collection that you have. Yes, there. I was like, oh my gosh, my first hardcover thing. <laughs> so, but the spell journal, um, I needed the same because I was writing my spells and rituals and a notebook, but it was like so just it felt messy yeah. and I felt like I couldn't find anything. So this one I thought a lot about, I think I took like six months to work on it and design it and figure out how I wanted things. So we have like the spells, your intention, um, any herbs or oils or candles, you know, a sigil, your diagram for your altar, that kind of stuff. Um, and then there's note pages behind it because I was like looking at spell books specifically for spells and it always seemed to me that the page had a lot of extra things on it, but not enough space to write. And yeah. that was the biggest thing is um, I overwrite things. I over explain things and I needed space for my head to be able to get all that out. So, 
<laughs> that is why there's so many pages <laughs> in that book. I appreciate that tons because that's me too. I, I just go and start writing all over. Yeah, that's where I, I had said to Queen the other day in, in a live stream, I said, I sometimes go way off the rails in the tarot journal at times because I'll just start writing over all kinds of other areas being like, this is a weird thing I found at the time. But I think it works no matter how you look at it because mm-hmm. I am just, every moment that you utilize it is going to be a smidge different. And I think that's where that spell journal comes into play is that you made it so good in its layout of what it's asking you, the intention, you. <laughs> um, all kinds of great pieces that when you look back at a spell, you're, you're going to be able to see your outcome, your altar layout. And yes. I, I mean, I, I think the extra thing this also adds for us all as witches or people that are practicing something in the occult, it reminds you, it's a sort of checklist, which is helpful um, to see your options yes. in front of you can spark your mind because, you know, I'm not always thinking about pulling a crystal. But when I see that written there or when I see that alter layout, it gets me thinking like, oh, I might want to do that. And it has gotten me to go and actually dig it out and, and do that. Oh, and cool. I think that's yeah. especially yeah. important for some folks. I mean, just gathering our scattered yeah. brain messes around, right? <laughs> Exactly. I I was trying to make it so that any sort of divination that you practice, mm-hmm. you might find it useful. Um, so trying to be all inclusive, but now I am starting to work towards journals for specific divination. So beyond tarot. So we're, I'm looking at, you know, um, runes, maybe you know any other kind of divination somebody asked me about like kitchen witchery the other day um dreams those kind of things the things that you know are not the ones that are the biggest ones that everybody uses but they would like a journal for that too so can i (laughs) play devil well not devil's advocate i i know i just want to advocate the route of the dream journal and say yes unless i'm missing a large avenue that's out there i went on a dream journal search in september october and i was really surprised by the lack of results in the dream journal space online i found now i admit i didn't i didn't scrape etsy to like see if i could find someone's like handmade one there and that was probably my bad but I was just doing something more generic. I had I had gotten Amazon gift cards from a birthday, and I'm like, let's buy some <laughs> some journals, oh, right? Yeah. So I went there, <laughs> and you you have yours up on Amazon for people that are for are looking yes. for um, Queen's stuff. We're gonna have links to all of that. But I went up there and I was typing dream journals. Didn't get anything good, and it shocked me that I didn't um, see good yeah. journal prompt ones. There was a couple, yes. but the reviews turned me off, and I envisioned a book like what you had but of something for dreams because there's some of those prompts especially when you're waking up and you're groggy that you just need it to pull that information from you or i want it to extract it from me make me fill out that prompt and so i am just here advocating live on stream that a queen approved queen created uh, dream journal would be something that i think we all need in the in the weird fam that's great (laughs) you have it live I totally get it. Um, I've tried to dream journal before because I have a lot of mm-hmm. uh, really wild dreams. Um, and I want to write them down. But um, if I, I have started so many notebooks 
of writing them down and then lose them. And then, you know, I start something else again. So it's definitely something I would like to do. So this year I'm hoping, um, especially this summer, there will probably be a lot of new releases. And then I will be working on um, a Yule journal for next year too. So I'm real excited about that one. <laughs> I don't know if you even want to start to spoil that, but it, it, what, what does it, I, I'm just so excited about that. A Yule journal. Is this going to be following us like through the month of Yule, like tracking rituals and practices? Yeah. Is that like loosely the concept? Pretty much. Yes. Oh. Yes. Because, you know, um, Yule is so full of traditions. Mm-hmm. I've noticed this is our third year that we celebrate it as a family. And um, maybe our traditions don't always match up with everybody else's traditions of Yule and how everybody tends to celebrate. Um, I think every family kind of makes it their own. And I thought, you know, how wonderful would that be to have something for your family that you can write down your traditions oh. and your rituals, your things that you would like to do with your family for years to come and you can add to it or say, you know, this, this was this year, but you can date it, you know, and maybe it didn't work that year and you want to try something new the next year, that kind of thing. I I don't know if you like how much detail you'd like to talk about this, but I I know you work with um, historical archives and such. And that that just what you said triggered my brain. Uh, What's (laughs) fallen out of favor in the last couple generations, two or three is those big family either Bibles or family tomes that went yes. down and they had, you know, the whole family tree in it. Um, but I, I was even speaking to my grandmother just recently and she said, you know, we have one of those old ones, but I, you know, it's in such bad condition and I don't know most of the people in it anymore. So that's really cute to kind of, all, we're almost oh, like going back to this idea of channeling in the, the family vibe and, and getting it documented because I yes. all these traditions and celebrations do move down the line is someone's got to know it. And if it's not there, it's easy to forget. And we lose a lot of fun I'm going to say, I mean, working in archives and history probably played into the reason that I thought of a Yule uh, journal of some sort for families, just because I love seeing those things yeah. in, you know, daily work and everything of these families who wrote down all their family history. Yes. And that's, really helpful when people are researching but um every family should have that um no matter who you celebrate with your family your chosen family anything like that you should be able to write those things down and you know those people that are part of your traditions bring them into it you know and keep historical record for your own family oh my gosh i am obsessed with that Uh, and i i love my (laughs) history too i mean i'm a guy some people have heard this but i used to uh, in turn with historical societies and stuff locally. So that's much okay, I yeah. am. Uh, got really close to people that would do genealogy work there. And and so probably overlapping yes. a lot with uh, the type of archival stuff in, in ways that you're doing. And, and it's just really cool Definitely. to get in there and see what the families have recorded. And, and like you said, it's just good for internal use too, because you just don't know. Yeah. I mean, you, you, it's easy for a family to forget some traditions. So that idea of a book, is something I would adore having as I am really almost publicly crafting my own Yule practices too. I felt a yeah. lot more grounded personally, this Samhain, and um, this Yule was a little more experimental for me. So I think a book like that is going to be a huge help for myself. <laughs> I'm going to get some ideas down in the future there. 
I totally understand that my first Yule that we did, I was like, oh, we need to do this and this and this and this. And um, I felt like I didn't really know which way was up with it. And then um, the next year I was able to really hone in on these are the things we enjoyed. These are the things that I wasn't really into. And so we, you know, just kind of went with how we wanted to do it. And it's just kind of followed suit now to this year too. I would like to, this is a good question for you and kind of all the listeners out there at large. Uh, Pagan and I were discussing this, but as we've become paranormal content creators these last year or so since the pandemic, um, we've now had two Octobers that we've been producing the show and we've started to pick up that internally November is really our hibernation month. We talked about that a lot on, (laughs) on streams and I think it's especially big as content creators, because as you're selling your journals, you probably know that that's like the spike time of the year, in my opinion. I mean, maybe maybe your sales uptick in December again or something like that. But like people are feeling their most spooky. Michael's is stocked with stuff. Everyone's thinking of pumpkins, so they buy it more readily. And so to listeners out there, everyone, I'm curious, Queen, do you also feel that kind of I guess I get so amped. I have Halloween. It's like full out party time. And then I go, yeah, it's all gone. I just feel the energy release and I just kind of <laughs> crash out for the next two months. Now I'm feeling it again. Yes. I'm feeling a high <laughs> vibe, but um, kind of curious how, how those couple months have been for you since you've been doing our rituals um, with us too. Yes. Honestly, November was still so high energy for me. Good. Um, I like that. And then the last two weeks I have crashed. <laughs> just completely exhausted um I think it just came with the territory for the last you know two years and then in the last two weeks I just kind of crashed and burned a little bit and definitely felt the burnout um October was I think an iffy month but only I might be because I'm in school too Mm -hmm. still and mixed with family life and everything else it was just um trying to balance everything but it i still was pretty high energy october november and then (laughs) kind of went to hibernation mode i don't know how i'm gonna start school in like a week (laughs) Uh, with this kind of energy (laughs) we're gonna have to light a lot of energy candles for queen everyone out there get get, good things going because but you know the beginning of this year now uh not new year's eve the what a terrible day that was but um it has changed energy suddenly so maybe i'm not energetic but i can feel there's like an energy shift right now for sure i like to think i'm feeling that too it it, it does seem i i've got this kind of glimmer of uh i guess i'm seeing the light come through again it's like okay well we're over some of the darkest of the winter months points it's the darkest of the year now yule's past us and and we can start looking onwards and upwards to things and of course yes school being on the horizon is absolutely a... yes. <laughs> uh, yes that's gonna take your time uh yeah but this semester is gonna be a little bit easier i think hopefully i graduate uh in may and so um i'm looking forward to it Home stretch. So home stretch. Right? Home stretch. Oh, that's wonderful. Senioritis. Oh, I bet. 
Oh yes. my gosh, that's gonna make yeah. That's that last semester is always pretty tough. I did a foolish thing and it like ha- loaded mine with some coursework I didn't want to do. So don't do what I did, everyone. Make it easy, like Queen, so you can relax yes. a little bit. More. I'm gonna be working in the archives again, and then I'm I'm taking an anthropology course, which I'm super excited about because I love learning about um, people's history, like you know, um, every everyday person kind of history that sort of thing so Mm. i'm really really excited maybe that's why i love paranormal stuff too it's people's personal stories did i (laughs) get you hooked on that bbc show victorian farm i sing the praises of the show okay i haven't seen that i I think you'd love it first i think all my witchy friends would just flat out love it it's the series the bbc did like 10 years ago it's getting recirculated on youtube Mm -hmm. so you can watch it all for free And I tell everyone about it because these are um, not experimental historians, but they they actually go and recreate it. And they're all focused on the common person's life, not monarchs and other things like that. Um, But it's really fun. And I thought you'd like it. But I think our witchy friends would vibe because they often cover a lot of the Victorian and Edwardian festivals of Samhain and stuff that were still celebrated before the pass off to kind of like the modern world of World War One and two and everything. So um, Um, what's it called again? The one I start with is Victorian Farm. Okay. And you can, it's a BBC program, so that might help. But if you type into YouTube, it's going to come up. It's on Amazon Prime, too. Sorry, I'm sitting here in Queen's episode just recommending her show. But I really love it. It made me get into all crafting stuff and get handsy and, you know, artsy again. And it's anthropology. I'm going to check that out. (laughs) I love history. I was just saying it's anthropology at play, and that's my jam because I love history, too. Like, I'm just obsessed. (laughs) Yes. So one of the things we're looking at doing with Queen here is having her buy for a seance this weekend. And that would be for everyone out there listening. That is the 8th. You're probably getting this episode on the 5th. So if you're listening, come by on Twitch on twitch.tv forward slash Kyle Paranormal. It'll be on the 8th. We're going to meet up around 7 p.m. Eastern. And I want to bring this up because I want to start talking to you a bit about your personal experiences and also the things, uh, especially that we've been doing together, because, you know, you, you've been how long have you been following along and doing these with us, Queen, at this rate? Did you come oh my gosh. in the summer um, with us? When you guys, Before when you guys started uh, Witchy Wednesday, I think in like August. That's it. Is when, yeah, when I really started joining in. So you've been here for uh, like 80 percent of the seances because we yes. we only did like two or three before I had moved. And that's right when Witchy Wednesday starts. So you've been here for like the real meat and potatoes of it. And yes. we're only buying more tools. We got a dream machine on the way. And Yay. I you and I are especially of this like group of people, Adler and and a couple others out there. We're all in the para, the the New Kirk's Paramuseum. And so we're yes. all kind of exploring this weird path. Is there anything that really got you into this queen or that keeps you motivated in, in searching for it now? Whatever it is. So oh boy. My entire life has been filled with paranormal experiences. Um literally from the get-go <laughs> so um then in 2019 my grandmother passed away 
And I had such like a profound experience when she was passing and kind of in the in-between stage that I was like, you know what? I just want to see why is it that, you know, it seemed to be that I was the one in the family that all the weird stuff happened to that. Um, I had the most experiences and I kind of wanted to be like, well, what is this about? Like, why is, why is this stuff always happening to me? And that really led me in the direction that I tell here. Um, right after that experience, I kind of jumped on Twitter for some reason and I hadn't been on Twitter in years. And I was like looking for paranormal community. I found Liminal Earth through that kind of search and they were super great, very nice, and were wanting to hear about all my experiences. And then right around that same time, I found Hellier, I think in September of 2019, and everything that they talked about in there, and nothing to do with, you know, um, goblins or anything like that, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but paranormal experiences in general, I related so much to it, and I was just like these people are talking about things that I've never been able to talk about to anybody else really, or who, who never really understood what kind of experiences I was having. And Hellier kind of brought that to me to like, you know, look at things differently or, you know, led me on my path to tarot. They really did. Um, which now got me here. So it's, it's, it's kind of weird how things played out around that time. And then right before the pandemic, and now we have this huge group of people that we can count on through probably the hardest two years of life that we've done, you know, so far. That is so well said. I, <laughs> oh my gosh. I mean, I'm so glad you found the communities you did because Liminal Earth is just oh, phenomenal. I love them so much. I just chatting with, uh, a couple of the crew today and then uh, the Hellier gang, of course, phenomenal. And yes, like you said, the, this has been the most trying time of most of our lives. Like the people out there listening, this will probably be yeah. one of the most traumatic things out there. And to think we had such a cool crew through the paranormal space that wound up being like some of the most rational and level headed out there. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> right. It's <laughs> just a, a needed comedy in a way. Like it is just so thankful oh, yeah. for the people that I don't know. Those those Newkirk streams kept my head screwed on in the ho- in the way I hope we've helped other people keep their heads on straight. Because it's oh, just by far. My husband and I were like glued to the streams. We were just always like, they're having a live tonight. They're streaming tonight. Like that's, you know, we looked forward to it and it helped keep our sanity so much. And then um, funny enough, we had already had some weird experiences in our house before we found Hellier and everything, but we had different experiences start happening after Hellier. Um, Weird lights in the house, like um almost like what i would say like fey lights we were having things show up outside that were just showing up to us you know um so many weird little things but i know i've told i've said on twitter before we live right next to a cemetery and i mean like literally next to a cemetery (laughs) so um 
we do have some weird stuff happen in our house, but I don't think it, I always attribute it to the cemetery as much as I attribute it to the land that we're on. Ah, yeah. There used to be a church and a school here. And so I think sometimes we have some, some things happen because of that, but it definitely feels like the perfect place to be. <laughs> Between, like you said, I, I I can hear at the very minimum what you're saying. If it's, it would be the church and the school, a, a kind of a public land in a way. Lots of yeah. through through movement, you know, going to classes, yes. going to um, any kind of preaching that's happening, and and that I imagine is going to leave a huge energetic footprint on the place. So that whenever you're, I'm fascinated that it changed its. Uh, way of appearance or how how would you say it just changed what what would you say to that queen um as far as like what the after hell i'm sorry yes so sorry my bad i didn't word that well but when you had said it almost changed the way it was appearing to you before and after that's such an Mm -hmm. interesting thing almost like you leveled up so i'd be curious how how did that change its appearance to you so before we had a lot of like sounds you could hear walking Mm -hmm. around sometimes sometimes doors would open close that kind of just you know your things um (laughs) but then after hellier um especially after this hellier two we started getting little lights appearing around the house um and almost almost like little laser lights Mm -hmm. sometimes just like little and i don't want to say orb but it is basically like little orb lights but they're not you know like your photo orb kind of thing it's literally in front of your face (laughs) a ball of light hanging in the air and then moving around and then just disappearing um and we live pretty far off the road so there's not really a chance for like headlight interference um I've seen, I saw a blue and yellow, like flashing bulb light in front of me. And then it just disappeared. We've had like little red lights show up. Um, We do have, we call like our shadow person, our shadow friend who has shown up. The only thing is they are not malicious intent at all. They're very friendly. Um, And they only show up when something is kind of like needs our attention. Mm. And it's almost like they lead us to the spot because we'll see them move through the house sometimes. And so we go and check it out. And sure enough, there's something that needs our attention um, in that area. And it's pretty, it's pretty interesting how that has happened. (laughs) That is the best type of kind of uh, haunting in my opinion or the type that makes me like the warm and fuzzy kind is like when they're helping you towards something i adore that i have like a that's that's kind of the energy i brought into moving into this house was i straight up asked i was like you know please continue to help protect with uh anything that's outside of my control or you know let me know if i can uh, treat something because you know it's a t- well yeah. as you may have heard with our, our liminal earth conversation just a couple episodes ago but we we're talking about the whole genus loci of the place the spirit of place yeah and how that can come about and i think i think all these different ways that we try to contact them the way we're expanding our brains through shows like hellier and just those yes. communities that are pushing the limits it 
it makes me almost unsurprised in a way that they, that it, they, whatever we're talking about changes yes. how it interacts with us in return. It, I, I use the word like leveled up. I feel like we're always leveling up in some way, like a video game, like you acquired this knowledge and now it's going <laughs> right. to appear to you like this. Cause so many of these stories that we hear from folks that come by are very similar to that, right? Like you, we yeah. hear these all the time. Uh, but Katie Webb said a while back the phenomenon uh, that uh, we're kind of expanding our lexicon and giving them a new dictionary of words to utilize. Yes. I want to interject. I, I totally oh. agree with that. We're changing how we interact with them. And um, there's no longer the fear. I don't have mm-hmm. fear when I have something happen. It's just okay, well, what was that? Like, what is this about? And and then um, also, like I said, outside of our house too, we started receiving, I started receiving a lot of butterflies. So many butterflies, butterfly wings on the ground that would just come across them. We would come across feathers just in the most random places. Um, just things just outside of what we normally would see. And maybe we just didn't pay attention at first and maybe we were paying more attention (laughs) or, you know, I don't know, but it just seemed excessive suddenly. And I I do agree with the leveling up (laughs) idea of, (laughs) you know, being able to pay attention now. And we're more curious now about what we're interacting with. We are, for the sake of time, getting a little bit towards the end of this episode. And That's I okay. obviously yeah. want to keep chatting with you. So if you would like, we could do a little bit of a bonus episode chat if you'd be interested, if your schedule allows sure. for tonight. But yeah, um, one of the things, because we got we got like 20, 20 minutes, we could start wrapping it up here. But um, I wanted to say the genus, genus loci. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. I, I wanted to say, sorry, it was the Newkirks with the, the Chapel Perilous. I'm not sure if you heard greg talk about that i think it was a book no club. i did not this is something okay. that is new to me but if you google it um out there folks it's it's just good information to share but the concept of chapel perilous being this kind of doorway one approaches pardon me that i'm getting this i'm butchering this for folks out there but it is the idea of coming to this almost ultimatum where when you're confronted by the paranormal, you either completely discount your experience and become <laughs> like an atheist of sorts and just say, none of it's real. Or you go <laughs> mad in believing like your your mind just opens to the possibility that we are myopically small. You know, we're just tiny little things in, in something so much bigger than ourselves. And you almost go mad yes. with that. Kind of like the magician card in a way. You know, you're going out into this and you so much power, but like where the hell are the limits to this? And and Greg, yeah. I think, brought this up in a new, in a, a book club episode in the last two months. I think it was maybe for folks that are Paramuseum members. It might have been the last episode of the uh, shoot Mirage Men. Mirage Men okay, was the Mirage book. Men, yes. Last uh, last dissection of Mirage Men in the book club. I think he kind of concludes with it the midway point. And and this just idea of Chapel Perilous has stuck with me. This point where you get to no return. You know, you have to either uh, almost drink the Kool Aid and admit that this is all wild, <laughs> or you just step away from it all and go like, I don't believe it. And that stood out to me. And it's a conversation I want to start having with more friends because. I feel like I've gotten to this place myself very recently due to the pandemic and due to Hellier. 
uh, my brain was so small before that. How do you feel, Queen? Like your brain has just massively grown to twice the size in the last year with all this stuff? Oh, yeah. I do. It's weird. There's so much more information, and and I mean, like I said, I used to be so scared of the things yeah. I interacted with or the the experiences I had, um, which I'm totally cool with sharing more of them always. And but now it's like. I'm just not scared anymore, but I really, I am definitely, I think at that point of like, you know, what is all this connected to? What is, you know, what is this here for? What are we doing here? That kind of thing. Um, yep. There's a lot of questions, yep. but there's also, it doesn't feel as terrifying as it used to feel. I agree that the community that we're a part of has really disarmed the paranormal aspect to me of like how scary it can be. Or I I guess I did technically come up under the Lorraine uh, and Lorraine Warren sort of vibe uh, where, you know, what there are, there are these demons and they're out to get you sort of thing. I don't ever want to discount people's like bad experiences because I know that, you know, Mm -hmm. not everyone has great ones. And I don't really know yet how those factor into my own brain. The experiences that I've had that weren't stellar, I think were fed into by a lot of human energy personally. But like, I I guess I guess, yeah, I'm approaching things with more of a smile and a question than a accusatory pointing and screaming sort of vibe, which (laughs) Yeah, it's where the school thought we, I think, were raised in comes from. Oh, it definitely was. I mean, um, you know, real paranormal shows didn't really start happening until, like, the early 2000s, like, uh, mainstream. And at that point, everything was still so, um, you know, like everything might be a demon or a ghost or be malicious. And, (laughs) you know, We've come a long way, is, is what I'm hearing. We've come a long way in a very short yeah. time. Well, Queen, yes. I think that we should get ready to wrap this episode up so that we can hop over okay. and start doing our bonus episodes. So as we look at heading out the door and people are, uh, I can hear them already scrolling down to click on links. I want to know where all people should go and find you. You've got your Twitter, your Instagram. Where are we at? How, yes. how do people start following you? So um, I'm most active on Twitter. If you follow historically, which is historic alley. So A-L-E-I-G-H is the alley part, historic alley on Twitter. And my name on there, though, is Queen of Swords. And then um, you can also follow Tidy Tarot Co. on Instagram. Um, That is where I post the most about Tidy Tarot journals things coming up i also have a tiktok it's not incredibly active because <laughs> i need to remember to actually post there but there is a tiny tarot co tiktok also and then the links to all the journals should be in the twitter bio and instagram bio and that'll get you to um amazon to buy the journals if you'd like to I also have PDF printouts on Etsy. If you do not want to have a full journal and you just want some printouts, I do have those on Etsy and they're available to download as soon as you purchase them. 
Oh, that's really cool. Ah, now I, I need yeah. to get talking to, to Queen everyone about all kinds of little projects and, and things. I'd love to do a crossover <laughs> journal with Chaos and Shadow at some point. So. Oh, that would be so cool. I think the yes. final tease I want to do for people is that kind of co-tease of the new Founders Badge program for this year. And this, yes. is, a, this is a great episode to do it because, I think yeah, this is the first Chaos and Shadow of the Year. So this is beautiful to get this in here. Um, <laughs> folks, we have been talking about over the last month that we're enhancing the Founders program. That's our 55 a month. Uh, and with that... Uh, you get a monthly goodie every time. They ship out every two months, but you get a monthly goodie for every month you're subscribed. The way we're doing that in 2022 is we're teamed up with Queen, who's going to make this really cool design for us. It's going to fall in line of scout badges. And by being a founder throughout 2022, you're going to be collecting these scout badges. We know that they're going to come in pin form because I found some awesome pins that we can do. And we're going to get some stickers, I'm thinking. Uh, but you're going to get these nice packs of it's going to have an actionable component that you can do, like a spell you could craft or something like that with us. It's going to be different every other month. But then the badge will be that component saying, hey, look, you did this. And so if you're a collector out there and just want some extra uh, knickknacks around the house that are really cool, really paranormal, this is going to be a perfect way to get it. And you're getting handmade goods at the same time. And you know that collectively this pack is made between Queen myself and pagan so that's really freaking cool you're truly supporting us from the top down uh from the designs to the the things you're using whether it's the soaps or beyond and it's really just awesome to have this community like you so beautifully said earlier queen they have helped us through the most insane and unexpected of times so to you out there listening we uh truly from the bottom of our hearts are, are super appreciative of of every little thing you do, whether it's just liking tweets or saying hi or however it is, it means a lot to have folks out there to commiserate in these trying times. Uh, yes, definitely. <laughs> and Queen, I know with you and your family, you've been doing a hell of a lot. And with school on top of it, you're over there <laughs> kicking butt and still have so Thank much you. amazing <laughs> content to show for it. So folks out there, you got to go buy these. I mean, you need these journals in your life. They're just going to be so amazing to up your your craft. Um, and, and they will help you truly memorize, like remember what you pulled. And I think stitching that image together is really fun. So go and do that. Uh, go follow all of Queen's links. We're going to split out here now for people watching us in the live stream. If you're a contributor member on the RPN site and you're watching us on the live stream, uh, we're just going to go dark for a minute and come back. Um, if you're out there at home listening to this main episode, you can go hear the bonus one by becoming a $5 member up on the site. You gain access to a bonus podcast feed. And in that feed, uh, you'll hear all these bonus episodes with Queen. We've got Michelle Belanger. We've got Katie Webb. I mean, the list goes on. I could talk forever, but I'm going to leave you with that. Say, go check that one out. Go become a contributor. Plus, if you want to get access to the archives, the videos, if you want to watch this one with Queen and I, um, that's going to be archived. You want to join them live. That's for contributor members. You can come in the chat and ask some questions. And then, uh, like I said, that beautiful founders tier is up there. We're going to get some magnets going for folks, too, with our 2022 sigil nice. that we made and charged up. It's got real good energy awesome. in it, Queen. So those are going to go out to folks. We'll get you some mm-hmm. of that good merch, too, for all this amazing stuff you've made. 
So everyone out there, you stay super safe in these times, and we're going to catch you this weekend, this Saturday on stream. There is the Witchy Wednesday on the 5th, so don't forget about that at 7 p.m. Eastern on Twitch. Uh, Like I said, Queen will be back on the 8th at 7 p.m. Eastern on Twitch. We're going to let you go. Be safe, friends. Thank you you so much. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.